and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I am Kelly DeLeon with Treasure Data, and we are partnering with CDO Magazine, MIT CDOIQ, and the International Society of Chief Data Officers in a series of interviews. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Samantha Lopez, Consulting Director at Artifact. Welcome. Hi, welcome. Thank you for having me. A lot of people, obviously working at Treasure Data, <laughs> we're a customer data platform. You know, we talk about customer data all the time. And a lot of times we are talking about the space that we're talking about marketing and activation and uh, campaigns. And a lot of people think about using their customer data in that way. But we also see the, the opportunity and the advantages of things that you mentioned. How can you use customer data to inform demand planning and to influence how you think about supply chain, um, you know, how you might think about um, inventory planning at retail locations to decrease, you know, transfers in between stores and all of that. And obviously that can have a huge um, environmental impact, which is fantastic. It can also have really great business impact in terms of cost savings or improving the bottom line. So those innovative uses of data that are you know, maybe not kind of the first things that come to mind, but really are the next ways that businesses can think about how to use data truly to their advantage or is kind of a critical, a critical thing to think about. Yeah. And it's like, you know, customers are caring about it more and more. So you want to be in line with customers' needs. It's important for the environment. We're facing a climate crisis. You know, it's important for our own families and lives. So, it's a great way to be able to utilize our skill set. I was at the ramp up conference the other day and I was hearing someone speak and they were talking about, you know, utilizing all of the supply path optimization that happens in media and now applying that to actual supply chain logistics wow. in um, actual brands. And it's, it's an important conversation to have, you know, there's certain things about how we have optimized things in tech that are great for advertising, marketing, brands, and how can we do that now for actually helping the world and the world that we live in? Yeah, I love that. Um, we've been talking a lot uh, amongst my team about uh, ESG initiatives in general, and obviously we just touched a, a lot on the, the E part of that around um, uh, a lot of the environmental impact that can be, uh, positive impact that can be made using data. I think the G in ESG gets a little underserved sometimes uh, in some of those conversations and talking about data governance. And you were alluding to how much um, customers have expectations of brands on the environmental side and the sustainability side, which I think is spot on. I think the other place that customers really are continuing to have higher and higher and higher expectations on brands is really around data governance, data privacy, you know, all of those things. Are you complying with the regulations? But even beyond that compliance, are you treating my data, you know, in a way that's respectful to me? And are you protecting it and all of those kinds of things? And I think there's so many kind of issues related to the governance aspect, you know, that the companies have opportunities to improve on as well with, with and especially that in the same way, it's, it can be an advantage for companies to be thinking about it in the right way because it's so reflective of the customer expectations. No, yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. And I think having... In, in general, in any company, data governance is so important and the conversations are continuing to grow around it. But then now how we're treating it for our data for these type of initiatives and efforts is paramount. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Well, speaking of kind of data privacy regulations, I kind of want to pivot a little bit down into some of these other uh, avenues that we can talk about, about digital transformation. Obviously, data privacy regulations are nothing new, but it does feel like there's, you know, it's a continually evolving space. There's always something new, whether it's new regulation coming or, you know, the latest headline about something that, you know, there's a fine or a mishap yeah. that happens in some way. So obviously the, the whole um, kind of uh, pressure cooker maybe around data privacy regulation that's happening. And then at the same time, obviously the eventual deprecation of third-party cookies, there are all of these things that are kind of mushing together to create a pretty uh, a pretty challenging landscape for for brands and especially for marketers who want to deliver these you know personalized wonderful marketing experiences for all of their customers but also want to you know do it in ways that are really respectful um so i just wanted to kind of start to to talk about some of that with you and you know how marketers should be thinking about their data strategy with all of this, you know, cookie deprecation and all of these other things kind of looming in the background. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, since I come from a CPG world where traditionally people will call it data poor, and I hate that term because there is a ton of wealth of data that all brands have and how, it's more how you harness that power. And so I think for me, working, I work a lot with retailers and CPG brands. And so first and foremost, it's understanding what data you have available, getting your first party data strategy in order, being able to bring that into a technology platform like a CDP to be able to understand that data or forming second party data relationships or data collaborations with a different brand to be able to get those additional insights. I think those are the key ways. And every time the cookie deprecation gets pushed back a little further, sometimes we lose urgency as an industry because we're like, oh, we have third-party cookies for a little <laughs> bit longer. But I think really now is the exact time to build that strategy out, to make sure that you have your golden records, your source of truth, to build these partnerships with other brands and really create that strategy so you can start testing it out so you can start learning and optimizing for it and you're not waiting until oh now cookies are gone and now we need to figure it out right we need to start working on it now and so a lot of the work that we do is we consult with brands on what is their data strategy what are their business objectives how do we marry all of that together and then look at their tech stack and do we need to implement a cdp do we need to build your own cdp do you need to you know what is right for your brand and how do we do that so that we are harnessing data in the most applicable way for your business mm -hmm. I think um, it's so true. Every time you see that new release come out and it's like, never mind, it's delayed again. Part of it can be like, oh, okay, we're good. We're good right now. But it is just kind of kicking the can down the road a little bit. It is an inevitability. And I think I like what you were pointing to, which is in some ways that's coming, but don't treat that deadline as the impetus for why you should care or what the urgency yeah. is. In reality, I think a first party data strategy is just so wrapped into the overall idea of wanting to be customer centric and wanting to, you know, just be a, a good actor in the world in terms of data and, and respecting people's data. And, and the more you can think about building that first party data strategy you know, regardless of whether you have to or not, it's really a smart move for brands to be making. 
Um, you know, and in particular, you touched on, you know, sometimes CPG can be seen as sort of that data poor, you know, aspect, so to speak. And so I think there are, you know, there are industries that feel like, oh, yeah, you know, we already have so much first party data and we're used to that, where there are other uh, brands that might be, you know, thinking about how do we get more direct engagement with our customers? What do we need to do to build that first party data strategy? And they're maybe much more kind of early on in that journey of figuring that out. And so it's like, do not wait until <laughs> cookie deprecation is three months away, you know, or whatever to try to, to start figuring that out, but start to build, to build those strategies uh, because we've seen it. And I'm sure you've seen it too, but in some research that we've done, there's this, there's this challenging dichotomy between customers want a really personalized experience that seems totally tuned in to what yeah. they want and what they care about and your engagement with their with your brand. But they also aren't really sure that they want to give you any of their data <laughs> that you would need in order to deliver on that experience. So there's so much important uh, trust building for brands to do to have that engagement and that ecosystem in which there can be a, a fruitful exchange of data where the customer actually sees so much value in the brand and the experience that they're getting that they want to give more of their first party data because they see, you know, how it actually positively impacts them rather than feeling like, oh, I don't, I don't want to give my data. Yeah. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier about the connection, the relationship with the brand, right? For any old brand, you don't want to do that. But when a brand is reaching out to you and you have a mutual interests together, then it makes sense to do that shared data. And so that's where brands can really start to tap into that, those evangelists of their brand and kind of expand from there. Mm -hmm. And I, it's, I think I, I loved what you said about, you know, every brand needing to understand the data that they currently have available to them and really make use of that and then build that strategy out to what is the data we'd love to have, you know, and then how do we get it? But I think it's, what are those pieces of data that you could only get from the customer, but if you used them in the right way, they would really be a differentiator for your brand because you would create such a better experience or, you know, a, yeah. whether that was through product recommendations or whatever the case may yeah. be in, in that particular aspect, but understanding how um, your first party data strategy could really become a differentiator for your brand if, if done the right way. Yeah, absolutely. And understanding that that data that you can only get maybe first party, but then you are also um, kind of talking a little bit about data collaboration and second party data. Can you talk a little bit more just about second party data and what that means <laughs> and the advantage there for brands? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, with second party data, if you're a brand where maybe you're you don't have that retailer level of data, then you're, you're a CPG brand and you don't have that retailer type of data. You partner with the retailer. You go to a clean room. You set up this data collaboration where you can commingle your data and you're able to analyze your data in a much more unique and an interesting way. You have access to things like basket analysis where otherwise, just as a brand yourself, you wouldn't be able to understand what else they're purchasing and how that can impact your brand. And so by being able to do that, there's you just open up a treasure trove of new marketing use cases that you can do. You can prove measurement so much better because you have access to loyalty card data, maybe, or you have access to online purchases. And so it allows you then this new level of measurement sophistication. And then even beyond the 
segmentation or the measurement use cases within marketing, you have insights into product that you can utilize for developing your own product strategy and roadmap. You can take that to your trade use cases. You can take it to, you know, supply chain, operational use cases. How are you customizing messages in store and screen? There's just, I could talk about it forever. There's just so many things that you can do with data collaboration. And it really opens up a brand to new possibilities. And I think what it's really important is finding the right brand partnerships where the data makes sense to be shared, having partners who are mutually wanting to kind of build this analytical uh, powerhouse together and allow for either, you know, sometimes it's one way shared learning, sometimes it's mutual. You set up whatever is right for you. Sometimes the CPG is leading it. You know, it can really be whichever way is right for the brand. But I think it's important to just start getting your feet wet, start getting involved, start investigating what are the right brands to have partnerships with, what are the right clean room technologies. And it allows you to, you know, at least get involved. And then you can like, similarly with anything, you start testing and learning and you figure out the approach that's right for your brand. Uh I think that's such a great way of thinking about it. And one that I hope is, you know, maybe inspiring a little bit uh, to some of the uh, data folks and marketing folks who might be uh, listening to this is, you know, you were talking about such a wide swath of opportunity that can come from innovative ways of using the data. You know, I think a lot of what drives right now people to think about something like their data strategy or a customer data platform in particular is like oh you know third party cookies are going away and we're thinking about first party data and and it can feel a little bit more focused on marketing and almost maybe reactive to some of those external forces but if you take that actually as an impetus to go hold on a second if we actually got all of this data in one place and could harness the power of it across our organization yeah, it would be great for marketing. We would drive great customer experiences and reduce ad spend and have great marketing efficiency. But that's like the tip of the iceberg. There's so many opportunities around product innovation, as you said, and uh, you know, supply chain uh, stuff and demand planning and operational efficiencies that I think if folks can embrace the opportunities for innovation around how they use data, how they think about data, it can really be hugely transformative for a business. Yeah. And it's like, you can start with marketing, you can see the value that'll drive there, but then don't limit yourself to that when you can eventually be doing, you know, customized pricing for customers based on how involved they are with the brand. Like, using data in unique and innovative ways are only going to expand your relationship with that customer and allow you to continue to grow um, your business. Mm -hmm. And certainly at a time where we're in a a challenging environment from customer expectations, from economic, you know, challenges, that thought about how do we maximize the way we use our data to drive customer value, to drive savings, to drive efficiency, It's like, to me, such a critical opportunity for businesses to take advantage of and make sure that that data value (laughs) is definitely being realized in their organizations. Well, thank you so much, Samantha, for joining me today. This has been a really fun and insightful conversation. So thank you for sharing all of your insights and your perspectives. Um, So I just want to say thank you for spending your time and uh, to say that uh, the folks listening can also visit cdomagazine.tech for additional interviews. Thank you so much, Kelly.